1: Welcome to the NSSMC Power Hour. It's July 16th, 2020. Uh got yeah. SS Mel here and SS Savage. I believe SS RJ will be coming soon. He's on the road. Uh, tonight, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I guess we could keep talking about this BLM movement and how they're so radical and our government don't seem to care. Basically, none of our governments in any country you live in uh, they're just out terrorizing all of our countries I, I I believe it's a Muslim plot and um uh they're they're gonna they're just trying to wipe out all of our countries and all of our religions and try to make it all one big fat Muslim kill all the whites and chop their heads off country world <laughs> I mean there ain't much left to it after that is there uh, I don't know they're really fucking up our country. I know that here in America. I mean, they're still tearing down statues. The only good thing is now they get 10 years for everyone that's gets cited fucking around, and Trump's got a nice long list of fellas he's rounding up. So that's a good start. I mean... They're going to start holding them slightly accountable for their actions that uh, they need to. I mean, because I mean, look at look at the punishment they've given to the white power movement and holding us responsible for our actions. They've pretty much got our mouths duct tape and our hands tied behind our back. I mean, go ahead and fight. boys, like that. I mean, what can you do? You ain't got much. It's ain't that kind of how it is where you're at, too, Savage.
2: Yeah, it's it's not as bad here because we live in a multicultural country that um, tends to tolerate quite a fair bit.
1: Yeah, you don't have a bunch of Confederate soldiers statues standing around from some stupid Civil War, you know. Uh, It was a Save the Niggers program in the beginning and put them to work on your farm and... uh, I don't know. I mean, the next thing you know, dogs and cats are going to have rights and be able to vote in our country because, uh, you know, dogs' lives matter too. <laughs>
2: hey, and, 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 you on. know, hey, listen, you've got to give the cats a, a little bit of credit, you know. They can at least look after themselves. You don't have to worry about them. And when they get hungry, they catch their own fucking food. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, cat ain't doing bad there, man, and they're not burning cities down or nothing. I can't imagine them getting (laughs) aggravated enough, too, and uh, we wouldn't have all, but, you know, you give them enough rights, and I'm sure they'll get out there and fight somehow. (laughs) Back
2: in 2015, Uh, um, uh, the Foreign Policy um, Department um, put out an article back in 2015, Islam is a religion of violence, and that's that's a foreign yeah. policy and surreal law, um, and, and all of this crap that's you know going around the world came out of places like Syria and Iraq, um, and it's just impacting on our lives now. Why the hell is that? Oh, Hi, somebody. somebody decided they're going to knock on my door. That's the doorbell. Oh, well, I was wondering what to... the hell that was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, he's right. And they—they're just terrorizing our countries. This Islam, and um, it's all coming out of South Africa with these Muslims and everything. They uh, it's—it's it's where it originated from. I mean, England first went over there in the beginning and went out in that desert and tried to fight, and then uh, when America went up there to it. It was like good luck. They fought a never-ending war, I think, for 10 or 15 years with uh, in the desert there with the Muslims on the south side of we're Africa. We were just talking
2: about the motherfuckers, and that was a fucking Muslim salesman on my fucking doorstep. No shit. No <laughs> fucking shit, man. No shit. And I told him, fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, Hey, we don't prostitute goats. Beat it.
1: <laughs> no, they say those uh, towel heads are pretty nasty motherfuckers here in America. They'll buy a brand new semi, man, cut a hole in the floor and shit right through the hole in the floor. And they'll keep a goat in that motherfucker. Two guys running the semi at the same time. And hell, they ain't even stopping for lot lizards. They're fucking the goat.
2: I've told these motherfuckers, don't knock on my fucking door and don't come back to this fucking area ever again. The last fucking uh, Indian that knocked on my door trying to sell me shit, fucking first thing that came out of his mouth was, please don't kill me because of the way I look at him. Now, I'm wearing <laughs> my fucking um, Sadistic Souls T-shirt, man. It's got a fucking Totenkopf right in the center of that motherfucker. And he saw the sour look on my face and looked at the T-shirt I says you come back here again, motherfucker. I'm gonna give you what for. <laughs> it ain't gonna be pretty. <laughs> well, see, the, the issue is, the issue is that these motherfuckers are foreigners. They haven't got residency in my country, and they get a job with a fucking door-to-door sales fucking ticket. And that's how they make their money while they're on their bloody uh, holidays here or when they're trying to get residency here. They go around trying to sell people shit. The problem with it is that they pick on poor, economical, poor areas. And where I live, it's a low economical area. And not many people around here have got a lot of money. You know, they're living on the bones of their ass to start with. These motherfuckers are knocking on your doors trying to fucking
1: sell you shit you don't want yeah do you think they're really did he have a clipboard with your address on it i mean he might just be setting up uh shop and, and uh it would be look you know get the headhunters out and uh he might be writing down addresses who's white who's not who looks like a christian who don't this guy's a fucking racist
2: Well, I don't think they'd say that about me. I mean, they'd just say, that guy's fucking angry old cunt. Stay away from him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? They're marking it down that you're an angry white man living at that address, and then when they get ready to rock the town, they know where everybody lives.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, they keep on coming back. They just don't stop, And, and it's a different crew every time, and they just keep on coming back, and I'm getting fucking annoyed with it, eh?
1: Yeah, the niggers do that in, like, small towns around here, too. They've come through, like, uh, I think it's a bunch of stolen stuff off of a truck or something. They come around acting like they're all legitimate, trying to sell you frozen steaks and shit. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Is
1: that what he's doing? Trying to peddle meat and shit to you?
2: Most of these guys are are setting up dummy companies and are trying to sell you shit from other legit companies. And they, they're acting as a go-between. And um, they call yeah. themselves um, like the fucking home-style home fucking um, truck, basically. That's what they are. But they're on their feet. And um, they, oh. they say, oh, no, we'll give you a good deal on a television, mate, but it, it'll take a while before it gets to you. And in the meantime, you got to still keep on paying for the motherfucker. And you ain't even got it. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, My buddy one time bought a TV off a nigger like that up in uh, Rockford. He was at a bar. Guy said he had a brand new TV, fell off a a semi. (laughs) He only wanted like 75 bucks for it. It was all taped up. My buddy bought it. When he got home, it was all newspaper and a couple of bricks. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't nothing but a box, really. (laughs) Got took by a nigger in a bar alleyway. (laughs) Oh, he's an asshole. He, you know, borrows shit off you and never give it back. He might as well be a nigger, too. So I thought it was kind of funny that he got took. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's one of the guys that kind of have it coming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they get you like that, man. You got to be careful. I mean, even if you buy that shit off them, that they're trying to sell it, probably tainted or spoiled or whatever it is, it's no good. You know what I mean? Useless. Yeah. Yeah. And what do they do with that money? They take it back and fund their, fund their bullshit with it. I mean, it's like us guys selling t-shirts to, um, raise up, uh, I don't know what do we call it, for our, funds for our club. Like we sell t-shirts and shit. Yeah. We're a nonprofit organizations. So we, you know, we can't do much, but, uh, we, any way we can find donations to our, um, clubhouses is great, you know, but, um, these Muslims, they're not funding something like what we're doing. We're, we, you know, we ain't out there trying to cut fucking heads off or nothing. We, we're really just trying to bring the white race together and teach them a little white preservation. And so so they know, and, uh, and unity. So, so, you know, they can come together. I mean, when there comes a time to bug out when you're beating on our clubhouse door and we don't know you, it's just kind of fucking late. (laughs) Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, all of us guys have been paying dues. Everybody in the clubhouse holding up, got the doors locked and everything else to keep everything, all the fucking hoodlums out to, to guard our stockpile of food. Um, you know, uh, we, it, at that time, you're, you're too late because the, 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 it only covers the members and their families and the supporters that helped us. Uh, I mean... It's strangers are, I don't care what color they are. They're pretty much fucked. <laughs> I mean, the time, time is Do If you want to get involved with the sadistic souls is now, not when, when you got to bug out, you know what I mean? Yeah. These motherfuckers standing out there trying to flip a coin on which side they're going to go. Am I going to go with the BLM movement? You know, the sea safety and numbers. Um, it, it just it don't work like that with the white power movement. I mean, you're either in or you're out. Um, we don't, you know, like like the Bible says, you know, if you don't go to church when you when it comes time to go to heaven, uh, Jesus don't know you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know you, my son. <laughs> you're gonna have to burn in hell. Uh and that's just how it's going to be. I mean, we're, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to get turned away and cast away when they're really looking for food and security. I mean, it sucks to have to say that, but I mean, that's that. I mean, it, it, you're either part of it and all of us guys pull together. I mean. That's, that's our team. That's what we do. I mean, you can these people are just going to have to act like the niggers and and go rob and pillage or do whatever they can for food or or uh, I guess, starve because they ain't going to get in my hole. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I'll be able to get in my hole. <laughs> I'm the guy that's going to stand on top and hold the door and die. Fuck, I can't go down there. I can't breathe. <clears throat> I get a little claustrophobic in a hole like that. I, I would I would just panic in the tunnel, man. I don't I'd be stuck. What do you think of that, Savage? Yeah. Yeah, would be the guy, you know, at that point, there's no police. I'm not the, the guy that the the guy with the legal gun hands me his gun and says, okay, watch the door and Mal, don't let nobody near it. <laughs> Here's my gas mask, man. A <laughs> couple extra charcoal uh, uh, canisters, you know, uh, I just have to bug out around the outside Hit the button and let you guys know when strangers are around. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I'll get a handle on it. I, I think I could. I, I was locked up in a cell for six years. It it just makes me think crazy to be in a tight spot. I mean, when when you actually have to break down and do it, like going a prison cell. So, uh, I mean, you, you get your you get your uh, I don't know what it is your your um you' you're, you go into like a shock or something and, and you just deal with it you know what i mean guess not. but uh yeah so i mean we're here we are at the Scissor souls I mean we we all like to have fun and party and raise hell like the next guy drink a few beers and laugh and joke we go on bike rides um we got several different um um well, every country has their own uh, homecoming where we, we we gather every year, our conference, World Conference, and National Conference. Every savage has his. I don't know, just a couple of months back, he had his.
2: Uh, uh, always, well, um,
1: when is yours? Uh,
2: we have ours uh, on worldwide pride day
1: oh we have ours on labor day that way uh most of the guys can get out and, and ride down here i mean we we feel like we're all family so i mean what better way to spend your labor day weekend but with family i know a lot of people like to spend it with their blood family we try to only have one or two mandatories a year and that's one of them I mean, one holiday out of what, 10? You should be able to give up one. late And it's not even like we're asking you to give up Christmas or nothing. Just Labor Day weekend. It's a four-day weekend, and we can all gather. And that gives everybody time to leave on Sunday and drive all the way home Sunday night. And uh, get a little rest before, on Monday, because that Monday is a holiday. And then uh, Tuesday, they can go back to work and be fully rested. <laughs> kind of makes sense, don't it? Yeah. But so it, yeah, so uh, so that's that's it. And then we do a little float trip and we do a bike ride. and um, Sometimes we camp out on the float trips. Sometimes we don't. But, I mean, for the most part of it, we, we gather, and, and that's what makes true brotherhood is uh, shared experiences and work we're out there on the Creek. We, I mean, we're like a team, man. A guy gets stuck and the guy in front of him or behind him gets right up there and helps him out. I mean, you ought to see us, man. We're like a a military seal team out there. We ain't got to do battle or nothing. It's a matter of helping each other out. Uh, And and that's how well we work together. It it makes good practice on working together. I mean, you really get to learn a fella's uh, weak spots and the strong spots when you're out like that. All together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so if you come into a tight spot where you might have to do a little, little head cracking to save your ass, at least you know what your, your brother's capable of and what he's not. You know when to look out and say, hey, I better look out for Joe, man. I know he only lasts about three minutes when it comes to something like this. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Look, Alvaro Mel, he's getting old. He's getting slow. (laughs) Hell, I don't know what they say.
2: (laughs) When you you guys go on your flight trip, is there any alligators in that river? (laughs) No,
1: there's no no gallo alligators uh, up here in the northern half of the states. It's just a little farther south than us. uh, I'd say about another six hours south before you start seeing alligators. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it's too water's too cold up here man this is all natural springs you, you come up and that water's ice cold man it, it's uh it, it actually as hot as it gets it feels pretty good to uh, actually get in the water falling but you don't want to stay in it too long because you get chilly
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, on, and when you know, we have our little meeting on Saturday. We all gather and have a, our uh, club meeting, and, and then all the ambassadors from all the states get together and have another meeting, and then then we pretty much got the day to either, you know, jack around, laugh, and joke, or we we, we could head down to the creek and just cool off, and then the next day is when we actually have the float trip. Yeah and we we keep them if we get enough uh people to gather i mean the ambassadors get up and give speeches but if only 10 or 15 guys show up we might as well just uh sit around and go over different things in our areas that uh we we might be able to help each other out with like you know they've done this down here and that seems to keep them back at bay and uh no we haven't tried that up there you know and, and this is what they're doing up there and you get a lot of different info. I mean, for a while there, when we had a lot of guys on the East Coast, we was getting these horror stories of uh, cops going door to door looking for your guns. And then uh, a group of, I guess, uh, either the the state's militia or the uh, uh, gun clubs and the uh, NRA come together, members, and they come out there on the hills and outskirts of that town and started shooting, I hear. Down on the policemen and the fucking uh National Guard trying to take the guns. And so uh uh they all retreated out of the neighborhood. They tried this twice and now they say they they ain't never gonna try that again. They're going a different route with the with the Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, um, you guys have already given up your gun rights. Uh, was you around when they come door to door taking your guns, or did they just say you have to turn them in? If we catch you with them, you're going to jail?
2: No, the, the guns that they were taking were only certain types of weapons that were made illegal, and that was the semi-automatics and uh, fully automatic rifles that took more than six bullets. And um, when it came to that, um they did a buyback scheme and um, the rest of the country just were basically dumbed down and, they to the education and handed every gun in and fucking got a third of what they paid for it pack. And they were even handing oh. guns legal, you know? so I had the um, police come to my house three times. Um, armed defenders, armor and, and gun on the hip and they wanted to check out my weapons because they wanted to know that i'm doing the right thing and they walk in they see what i got i show them um and then i lock them back up because they can't take shit because i'm not breaking the law and my weapons are, are not illegal so therefore you know that's probably right. happened to thousands of people but i think most people thought to themselves, oh shit, I've got this fucking old ass fucking piece of shit 22 sitting in the cupboard there that I've done nothing with for years they've got a buyback scheme going on, I'll fucking get some money back on the bastard, so they did
1: yeah, if you haven't been using it, it's just growing rust on it, you know what I mean
2: yeah, yeah. but it fucked this country, you might as in, well get paid. It, it, it destroyed our country in regards to um, Anything guns, um, sports wise that totally destroyed that. Um, it totally uh, took a hit and a half to all the guys that do repairs on weapons. You know, the gunsmiths they, they got hardest in the pocket because now most of their yeah. uh, work has been taken away from them by the government. And I'm wondering whether or not the government's actually going to, you know. To take up the reins a little bit on that because they've destroyed their business. But they probably won't. They'll probably just say, fuck you, we're doing it anyway. And it's all because of one guy who wasn't even a fucking countryman who did the shooting in the fucking Christchurch Mosque. And that's the only reason they used um, this tactic to take guns away from people in New Zealand. But since then, yeah, uh, since that shooting, it's been over a year now, um, since then, it's like how many fucking shootings have there been? <laughs> how many people have been shot dead? I mean, a cop got shot dead not so long ago. A few other fucking criminals got shot dead a, a little while ago as well. And all these guns are in the hands of um, what the, the p- police call criminals, because um, they go right. around, killing them, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, once you kill somebody with it, you are a criminal. <laughs> even, if you didn't, even if you didn't start off to be one, I mean, they're going to say you was all along, you know what I mean? He's going to, he had an extensive police record. They won't tell you what it is. They'll just say something like that.
2: Yeah. I can, I, I, I enjoy just doing what I do. You know, I enjoy going to my local gun club and I enjoy, you know, letting off a few rounds and, and, and having a bit of fun doing that because it is fun, you know, and it's is, it's is a right that everybody should have to be able to enjoy their life and have fun and, and be interested in stuff that that involves sort of thing, you know.
1: Here in America, you know, they, like me, I got a felony, so now I'm not allowed to own a gun. And if I do, it's a federal offense. But like your country, where you're not really allowed, or Australia, where you're not really allowed to have guns at all on your property, where you can go down to the local gun club and buy a gun and keep it and store it there on the gun uh, property. And then when you want to go shooting, you just go down to the shooting range and do your shooting. And that keeps it 100% legal. I don't know why here in America they haven't come up with something like that for us guys like me that might – I don't – you know, I, I never was a guy that was into guns. I, 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 I'm I still not in the guns. Uh, it's just not me, man. I, I, you give me a nice billy club or a fucking knife and I feel like a king. A <laughs> straight Kodiak killer, you know. A <laughs> nice knife, boy, I cheese on that better than a gun. <laughs> And
2: uh, that's that something. Uh, you go know, to uh, Australia with <coughs> a knife, and will just fucking look at you funny and whip out a fucking 20 inch knife and say, That's a knife.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I got that big bowie knife, man. And, you know, like the Jim Bowie story goes, you know, when he built, when he had that bowie knife made, he designed it to, to uh, a, a bowie knife should be a knife that you ain't scared to face a bear with. And uh and that's just how it was built. It's made thick and heavy to penetrate through his uh thick hide and it's long enough to get to his lungs and heart without breaking it off in one of the bones. It'll go right through rib bone and everything good heavy knife and I got one I bought it off uh, brother John out there and uh, California when he was out here. And I tell you what, from the handle, it comes all the way up and it goes about two inches over my pinky when I stand my arm up next to it from my elbow up, make a fist. I imagine if I stand my finger straight up and down and that's about how long this uh, Bowie knife is. Uh, if that's wants to dial in on the talk show um, family, I um, don't know the number. I'll uh, <laughs> tell him and I'll get it to him next week. We can get it to him next week. Or you can, can, him? can you send it to him, Savage?
2: Send it to who? Fats? Uh, yeah, no, he, he needs to do it through the internet. That's the only way of doing it because um, when you go through the internet. He's got to set up. Uh, it, it does it for uh, free, but if you do it through the fucking calling in from New Zealand, remember it was costing me a hundred dollars each time to call in.
1: Yeah. No, I don't think he wants to call in. I, I think he wants to listen in. Hey, tell him Savage. I'll show him how to do it, uh, so he can be on here next week, or he'll he'll fill him in after the show because he, it takes a little bit of technical work for them guys over there.
2: Oh. Uh, that sound right, Savage?
1: Yeah. And uh but yeah, like I was saying, like you guys this countries, these guys can go out and join a gun club. And you I don't know if they allow felons to join the gun club or criminals, but I imagine you know, if your gun's locked up there in the building, there shouldn't be no reason why a guy like me couldn't go down to my local gun club and shoot guns in a safe environment all day long. Yeah. We're obviously out. Yeah. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that's looking to be a criminal anymore. I wanted to keep it legal and, and be able to have fun like the rest of the guys. I might like shooting guns eventually. Uh, I don't mind it. I've shot guns before when I was a kid. It's it's just nothing I ever needed. You know what I mean? I, I lived in town. I didn't need a fucking gun. I If I wanted to go hunt, I could go out to my granddad's property and there was a shotgun at the house and but Illinois was so strict. You have to have Floyd card. You got to jump through all these fucking hoops to be able to do anything. Yeah. The young guys 15, 16 don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, And that's just how I screwed myself. Uh, You know, in the back in the beginning when I was 14 and 15, but You know, uh, my grandma, she was kind of hard on things. She was against guns. And uh, my grandpa, he was in the military. He he wasn't too fond of guns. And, uh, uh, you know, I'd imagine it give him some kind of, uh, he was in World War II. You, You know, he'd probably just send him into some kind of PTSD thing, make him, you know, have a flashback or something. I surely wouldn't want to do that to him. I, I was young. I really respected my grandpa. But, you know, he showed me a lot of stuff, taught me the way I lived with my grandparents. So, I mean, uh, and then when I moved to town, I, I just, like I said, didn't have no use for a gun. But there's other guys out there like me that do like to have guns that can't have them no more. Just got three DUIs in a row and made it a felony. And now you can't have a gun no more. For drinking and driving, is that fucking stupid?
2: Yeah, that is stupid.
1: It's got uh, nothing to do. Stupid. Got nothing to do with a gun. I and
2: say you know,
1: if it's if
2: you, your, if you. If you <laughs> a like here, um, there's not only an application and an application fee, which is non-refundable. I mean, you don't get it back if you get turned down. Um, you also have to do a psychological pro, um, profiling, and you basically have a shitload of questions that you've got to uh, answer with a, uh, with an officer who does a psychological profile, background check on you, and everything. If you've got
1: yeah. anything in
2: your history that leads back to a mental health situation, which is debatable, and could look at you as being someone who is undesirable to hold a firearms license, then you're not going to get one. And the other thing no. that you have to do as a backup is you have to get a uh, person who holds a firearms license full one and has held it for more than a year to back you up and give you a reference. And if you don't have that, that, you've got to join a gun club and then make friends with somebody who has. And then you've got to wait a year of knowing them to be able to get that reference. So... I mean, well, there, are there are ways around it, but at the end of the day, if you're not of sound mind um, and you can't prove that you can ha- um, be responsible enough to hold a weapon, you're not going to get a license in this country.
1: Right. Right. So you got to really jump <laughs> through the hoops, too.
2: Yeah, well, with me, it was handy that uh, I've got military training and background, so I already had my firearms license way before I even came out into society.
1: Oh, yeah. You automatically qualified when you hit the streets. Yeah. Now, see, a guy like me, I get out of felony. I got strike one. And then Aryan Nation, that makes me a supremacist. And you know how that looks in the world's eyes.
2: Until I change the law over here and say that all white supremacists in New Zealand can't hold a firearms license, they can get fucked.
1: (laughs) Right. right. Then what? If you're white, you can't have a gun because you're a possible supremacist. Uh, because all white people are supremacists.
2: It doesn't matter what you you know what I mean. You say it, they'll probably think it. And then, well,
1: you—you're not racist, no. You want to go have some ice cream? No, I don't want. I don't like ice cream. Oh, you're racist. <laughs> That's hate speech. I, I,
2: I knew it, you I white you...
1: motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got chocolate chip. <clears throat> no, uh, I stopped at this fucking Mexican restaurant and ate yesterday afternoon. I like to eat some tacos and shit. Uh, you know, white people were travelers. We hit all the countries. We eat all the food. We bought it. We cooked it the way they did. And we cooked it up in our own camp so we didn't get poisoned. And, uh, and when we was in their land, we had to buy their food. So <laughs> I go down to their Mexican restaurant and I fucking ordered me a taco, man. it's pretty damn good, man. I forgot what I was going to say now.
2: Well, what you're saying is when, when in Rome, you know, when in Rome, be like a Roman. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, we get around. The white guys were travelers. We, we went out. We were White guys ended up being slaves, too, in other countries. I just watched uh, Oh, good movie, Captain Blood, man. They was all Irish slaves. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Captain Blood, uh, when the French come in and robbed the island and took the king out, he took a bunch of slaves and fucking,
2: uh, uh, on his he, brother, um,
1: all right. He took a bunch of slaves and the white slaves and took over a ship and, uh, man, he became a pirate and sailed the seas and cleaned up. He was wiping. He had flags for every country. He was wiping out their ships, man. He had loaded ship full of money. And in the end, the king that was chasing him, the King of England, uh, Finally, uh, sent a scout out to tell him, Hey man, you're the, you know, he's the baddest pirate on the fucking ocean. Uh, come, come on, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's make a deal and you come work for me. (laughs) He, He just didn't want to be a fucking slave for the English no more. You know what I mean? He was an Irish slave. You don't got Irish up there. Like BLM ramsacking fucking the UK, screaming about reparations for slavery, Irish and Scottish slaves.
2: Hey, didn't he see Smiths? Yeah. You stare. Is that? He, is he? Is he is he able to talk, or is he muted, or what?
1: All I see is, uh, when I, all I can see is an uh, X out and a, uh, and a Wi Fi thing, and I don't see a microphone. He must just be listening in. Ah, uh, yeah. Fair enough. I, I, cause I'm running my mouse over his square and I can't see a microphone. Let's see can if we can, if can, can he chat? Is he in the chat room? Maybe he can give us a heads up what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like you're saying, man, you guys can at least, there's a way for a guy to get a gun, but once you get a felony here, there's no way, but in Missouri, they've been expunging some felonies, because if you got a felony, it's it's harder to get a job, a lot of the companies won't hire you, and uh, so, uh, you're just screwed. And so they, they started a program down here where they just taken them straight out of prison. And some of the guys that were seemed pretty sincere about wanting to get back out there and get, get right was making excellent workers. It, it, the, the only problem was is the factories weren't giving them a chance. And through this program, I guess if they rip them off or something like that, um uh, the program pays the guy back for whatever they stole. And then they prosecute the guy and send him back to prison and, uh, and no skin off the employer's ass. But they, what they found out that almost everyone they've brought through this program don't go back. And they're and they are they move right up the chain real fast. Hard workers there every day. I mean you're on parole, you can't go out and party or nothing. And what you need is somebody to give you a chance. And uh once they've done that, they 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 they've shown that they can prosper and they don't go back to jail. That and I think that was the biggest problem. You got out and you couldn't get a job doing nothing but flipping burgers are uh spending a wrench for a guy changing oil and he ain't gonna pay you no more than eight dollars an hour and the guy makes it hard for a guy to survive like that especially raise a family yeah with the cost of living constantly going up you know what i mean yeah you guys there yeah so uh I don't know how it is over there. I mean, you was telling me at one time if you got a felony, it's hard. It's just as hard to get a job.
2: Well, over here, uh, uh, if you want a job, the work is there. You know, it's just that you have to keep on trying and You find an employer that's going to give you a chance. Uh, the problem with our country is too many uh, tempting agencies and go-betweens between employers. And too many big employers are taking on these temping agencies because they do all the paperwork for them. And all they do is pay a little bit extra to employ somebody, and they employ them on a temporary basis. And I mean, it's just stupid because you're getting paid minimum wage while this go-betweens getting paid $30 an hour. And... Um, Nobody's making any money, so what's the point? If you can't get a job because of any such in your life, what's going on, you know?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I got an email. I won't say what country he's from on the radio or uh, uh, what kind of company it was, but the guy called here. He sent me an email asking if uh, we had any good white men in his country to come work at his company. And uh, he'd be more than willing to give him a job. He says he's um.
0: muted.
1: Oh, he's muted. Let me see. Yes, he is. Okay. Before the microphone didn't show up. Now it just did. Oh, and somebody else is here. Oh, Fats is on this side and this side. There he's down to one now. I am muted. Are you there? Uh, Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, he's there.
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, right, guys. House, that fans. Yeah, how, brother?
1: Hell. <laughs> Got Savage on here with us. I wish RJ would come on. Oh, you're breaking up. Yeah,
0: I'm, uh, connection? Does he, Savage? No, I don't have a uh, laptop or anything at the moment. I'm running off my phone.
1: Oh, yeah, you ain't paying on that, are you, this call? No, no,
0: I'm on Wi-Fi, so I don't pay for data or anything, so it just connects straight through for free.
1: Yeah, that's good. Hey, uh, there's a uh, cable guy who came by and made RJ a deal the other day on his uh Cable, he got a good deal on cable and internet. They were coming around the neighborhood and uh <laughs> infiltrating the other companies and uh just gave him a kick ass deal on his like 30 bucks for super speed. And and uh he got channels too for like 30 <laughs> bucks a month, and that which ain't bad at all. <laughs> Uh, but he's in town you know on a broadband connection so uh uh i'm out here on a satellite connection i don't get it so good tonight's a nice clear night that's why you guys can hear me (laughs) um yeah. So we was just talking about guns and felons. I can't have guns and how they can't have guns in your country. And, well, you know, Australia, Rob was telling me they have, if, if you got a big enough farm, you have to have so many acres. And then you can have a gun on your property. And uh, it's only to keep like the kangaroos off your fence line and shit like that from not ripping your fences down. And uh, and you have to log every bullet you shot. And then when you go in for a new box, you have to show them, the uh, you know, you write it down if you missed two or three shots, and then you bring the empty shells back in, and uh, in your log, and then they give you a, a new box of shells. But if you got a high powered rifle with a scope, you should be able to pick a
2: kangaroo off your fence line. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see the um, court case for this five-year-old that was fucking killed by a mother in the U.S., filled a courtroom just recently, and uh, the judge is deciding on whether or not the mother should spend, spend the rest of her fucking life in prison because of what she did. I mean, fuck, she's fucking beaten a five-year-old kid to death and fucking put him in a shallow grave. That's disgusting. fucking... Yeah. I reckon the but should get the electric chair or the fucking needle, either or whichever one you guys do.
1: Yeah, should should get the. Uh, I don't. Yeah, whatever they do, the needle. Yeah, it, it's different in different states. A lot of these states over here got laws against the death penalty, and they won't. They won't push it. They they'll make you do life in prison. They seem to think that's worse, but you know. um if you can actually, you know, like these uh, serial killers, you might as well put them to death. The guy is, uh, you're pretty, the facts point straight to him. There's no doubt about it. He, he's it. But, I mean, if there's a little uh, doubt in it, sometimes you still wind up in prison. Don't believe that beyond a reasonable doubt because – <laughs> they, they don't call nothing reasonable. <laughs> Slight doubt don't you know reasonable doubts out, so you go to jail. And uh, so there are a lot of innocent guys in there. Uh, while I was locked up in the nineties, the uh, Elgin, Illinois, the, the uh, city of Elgin, put out in their newspaper. They did a study on how many people was in jail for murder in the state of Illinois. and uh, how many people was in prison for murder, and it was like three times as many people in prison for murder than murders that even happened.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, that means, uh, you know, uh, like the old saying goes, you hear around the jailhouse, three can keep a secret as long as two are dead. That just means he didn't (laughs) kill his two fucking buddies. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and they all three <laughs> went to jail <laughs> 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 right mm. you, you know <laughs> when you got done there when you got that hole man, you make it look enough for three because you gotta take your the two you drug along with you has gotta go with them Don't make him real close, buddies. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, shit, no. But yeah, that's how it is in Illinois. There's three people in prison for every murder. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's fucked
0: up. You know, what safe I mean? as way to, Yeah, safest way
1: to get away with any
0: crime is to be the only person committing it.
1: Right, right. And and that's that's what uh you know, I was a young guy when I first got caught and went to jail. I was just drinking as a minor. I was like seventeen years old. And uh that's what them guys told me. If you're going to start doing crime, do it by yourself. But fuck, man, I'm, you know, uh, it's hard. How would you go out and commit a crime without doing it by yourself? You always got some. Everybody's got a buddy that goes with them. Pretty rare <laughs> that guy goes out, and robs a bank or fucking breaks into a house by himself. There's always a couple of buddies. I mean, well, every time you read it in the newspaper, uh, it's always two or three guys in a house, you know. Or, uh, shot somebody or done something. I mean, I live here in the Ozarks. I watch the news, man. Every day somebody dies shooting something. I mean, uh, man, we're in the Ozarks, man. This is the hills. Uh, Smoky Mountains. I mean, there's what they call the hillbillies out through here, and they don't yeah, – I, I guess I've been here for 20 years. I fit right in. I'm starting to become a hillbilly myself. I just can't have a gun like the rest of them crazy bastards. But I, they seem to like me. I'm a likable guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I picture that around telling everybody that comes near your house, watch out for that fella up the road there. He's got fucking crossbows galore.
1: Yeah, he's crazier than fuck. That's why I try to tell him.
2: No, you're the
1: sheriff. I'm the road sheriff. I'll chase you down with my car. <laughs> 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 I sneak around in the back of the woods in the dark with my billy club. I'll crack them in the back of their fucking head. I ain't scared to walk. I got a knife on my hand. I ain't scared of a bear. And I got a fucking nice hickory stick in my. Other hand, my cane, and uh, and I ain't scared. I, you know, it's whether you're scared of the dark or not. If you can shut your flashlight off and sneak through the woods in the dark, you'll catch that motherfucker. You know, the neighbors, they call me and ask them, when I tell them shit like that, say, next thing you know, they're calling me up and saying, hey, Mel, if I called you sometime, would you come sneak around my place at night? I sure would. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I become the road sheriff. They don't. have got time to get out here, man. By the time he gets here, the fuckers done killed you. You need, you need somebody sneaky and quiet. <laughs> it's honest. <laughs> And, you know, and and they got to know me down there. I I I went to the church quite a few times because all my neighbors are a mile or two apart. So there's only like six or eight of us on the road. And they'll do the same for me, man. I don't have to leave my house. But the the only difference between me sneaking around their property and them sneaking around my property is they got a gun and I don't. So I just got a club and a stick. (laughs) and a knife I was talking about that Bowie knife earlier you know Jim Bowie made that knife for uh, uh, something you wouldn't be scared to fight a bear with and I I seen a pretty good sized bear pass through here one day I sure hate to run into him in the woods at night but I mean at least I'd have a stick and a a nice sized Bowie knife I could probably take him I'd get hurt real bad, but I think I can take <laughs> I'd better, I'd die, right? It's
0: all about confidence.
1: Yeah. I got, you know, when adrenaline takes over, you ain't got no choice but to be confident in yourself. I think, I, that's what I'm saying, I'm, I'm pretty confident, or a big cat. I could probably take a cat with a good-sized knife, too. I mean... uh it's a knife, man. That's what it's for. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you just catch him right through the ribs. At least a cat or something. You probably there's not thinner. Their hides a little thicker than man, but I mean, with a big, heavy Bowie knife, is you'd be your protection. That's what it's for. I guess I, I got my, my crossbow can sneak around with, but you only get three shots, and these are slow shots. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like my brother on his uh, gateway, gateway of his property. He's uh, got a 150 kilo Neomestive, and his sign says, "Don't worry about the dog, worry about the owner."
1: Yeah, and I I need one like uh, like a couple of them I've seen on uh, eBay. They got a they got the the light system on them with the white light where you can just put use like a flashlight right off the end of your uh. Somehow it sets up there on the scope and and then it's got your red beam and your uh, green beam and your uh, white beam. Uh, And then down below you put your uh, laser light down below on the bottom of it. So, um, and then you can change your lights settings around. So it lights the whole area up in red, you know, or green, like a flashlight, and you, when you look through your scope, you can see better and then see where your red dot's at. That's, but that's kind of an expensive setup. But, boy, I'd sure like to have something like that. My crossbow ain't quite big enough for that. But um, but I've, it's like a seven or $800 setup with the crossbow with it. And uh, that's, that's what I'm looking at. But I, I just, I'll have to save money up before I can get something like that. You know, something to stop a right on first in the dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I
0: that's what you want, you, you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was you're just, looking at him. <laughs> I looking at uh, wish,
0: uh, wish earlier, and uh, they've got a little uh, finger crossbow that will fire a uh, nail at the velocity of a 22 rifle.
1: Yeah. But see, like me, I'm a felon. I can only have a, I can't have nothing that'll blast off. Hey, they just made it legal like two or three years ago for a felon to have a, a crossbow. So, I mean, that, that that really made my day because really you had to be handicapped in America to hunt with one. And now, and now you can, now anybody can have one, including felons, because it's a primitive weapon.
0: I'm not even allowed a baseball bat in my house. Yeah, you oh, can play crossbow. I'm not even allowed a baseball bat in my house. Yeah. Um, uh, what are you I've on, paper? A, Yeah, I've got a clause on my um on my file. I'm not allowed to have a baseball bat or even a uh, torque wrench or anything like that uh, anywhere accessible to me. Yeah,
1: that's how they do us here when we're on paper. You can't have a pocket knife. You can't have nothing. Uh, you get pulled over. You got a pocket knife on you. You might go sit in the county for a few days until your parole agent thinks it's sufficient, and then he'll call down there and say, no, nah, I'm not going to violate him. Go ahead, you go. Uh, that's pretty rare, but, uh, you know, if you've been out for six or eight months and you suddenly get caught with a pocket knife, I mean, a lot of guys can pull it off with, if he was dirty and getting off work, it's one thing, you know. Uh, look at my clothes. I got off work. I have to use this knife at work. Shit like that would fly. But uh, if you get caught like out 10 o'clock on Saturday night with out in your party clothes and you got this nice-ass pocket knife on you, you're, you're, you're probably going to go sit in the county for 30 or 40 days. And then then he's the lot. I've seen them get guys going out and drinking when they're supposed to drink and their pro agent do that to them have the cops pick him up and then fucking let him sit a month or two and then say, let him go. And and I'm not going to violate him for it because before you go back, they got to come down and you and the parole agent have to sign off on the paper to send you back to prison. If you don't sign it, you don't have to, he just you have to be sitting there. They'll just have the two officers beside him sign it as witnesses that he showed you the paper. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so either way you're, you're going back don't <laughs> so think your hand signature counts on it <laughs> uh, uh, and then, uh, but you know once you've been to prison and you've got a yard and a gym uh, you don't want to sit in that fucking county jail that's a punishment
0: hey, now fuck fuck
1: that you know, sixty days in a county jail—that's that's like sixty days, insane. <laughs> if you think about it, uh, you ain't going to yard. You ain't going to a gym. You ain't going to the chow hall. They bring chow to your shoe. You you get walked to the door, to the table, to the bed. I don't know over there, but over here in some states, they have TVs in the cells to keep the inmates uh, at bay, keep them calm, uh, let them watch TV all day. Uh, Biggest fight is what channel you're going to watch. Then if that keeps coming to that, they take the remote away and put the TV outside the bars and and you fucking uh, watch whatever channel the guard sticks it on. (laughs)
2: Anyway, back in uh, reality and society, um, you know, it's really like we're still forced into a prison cell type situation, even out in in, in the wide open spaces of freedom, you know, it's like we haven't got any freedom anymore, it's been taken away from us on a daily basis. One way we're getting surrounded by multiculturalism, other cultures coming in and trying to change our bloody countries, left, right and center. And, you know, unless we stand up against it, nothing's going to change it. These Muslims are going to keep on trying to bring in their Sharia law wherever they are because 99% of the bastards want Sharia law in your country. It doesn't matter where the hell you are in the world. 99% of Muslims want Sharia law in your country. That's just shocking. And these guys are doing it by political means and getting into parliaments. And it's a bit like, like, uh, Mel, you were saying earlier, the, the local government even is just full of bloody Muslims. Canada, that's getting taken over by Muslims.
1: Yeah, Yeah. you know you were
2: saying, Mel, their whole uh,
1: government's uh, under rule. Muslim rule. There's not a Canadian left in there. It's all Muslims. And all the white people that are yeah, are they got any jobs? Have they? No, those white people are running for their life. They don't have jobs. They don't have nothing. They're starving them out. And and you know
2: if you were a no American, I mean even though Canada's Canada and America is America, you guys usually have a, a rivalry going on because you've got a state line in between you. Um, but yeah. it's mainly because of sports. That's where that came from. You know, We're playing fucking gridiron against fucking Canada next week and we're going to kick their motherfucking asses, you know? And, and that's yeah, where it that came lines. from. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. when it comes to in real life, when Americans think about Canadians, they think, well, shit, they're neighbors in the next fucking country to us, and um, they're having to deal with that shit. That's no good. Hey, there's a bar up there right on the, on the country line. Uh, one half of
1: it's in Canada and one half of it's in America. And the yeah. thing of it is – In Canada, you can't have a pool table in the bar. And uh, so they got a pool table on the American
0: side. I've
2: seen that uh, bar because they did a movie about it. They did a movie and they uh, uh, showed that movie on uh, national television here in New Zealand. And... They showed the bar how yeah, the mountain, mountain police are, are actually situated on one end of the fucking bar and the <laughs> American cops on the other end of the bar.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see that in National Geographic magazine. I was reading it about the Canadian border up there. It's pretty, you know, while I was doing time, it's pretty interesting reading book, you know, and uh, it has good pictures in it. I don't know. You'd like to fucking make niggers running around, but you get this up into Canada and shit. And they, they really get to show the cities and they talk about them. You really learn the culture, what's going on, how the people survive in the woods and how they hunt. I mean, really it's like a survival magazine. If, if you got dropped off in a strange country. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they do have the best photographers. I mean, you see the most of them. Pictures in there, some of those cave pictures and stuff where they go, where they uh, parachute and rappel down into these caves a mile and two miles before they can even touch ground, you know what I mean? Never the no. no. You know, afraid, like, it's maybe afraid, yeah. But
0: it's not like that. No. Uh,
1: no, there ain't a lot, a whole lot of rivalry on Canada up there, especially on that border. Uh, the ground is so, uh, so desolate. I mean, uh, close to the border, man. I was up as far as Iron Mountain, Michigan. I was right there on the border and you start running into these giant pines of just hills and hills of them, man. It looks like, uh, wild, unworked territory. Uh, Um... Nothing you'd want to start hiking through.
2: Yeah, no, be I too mean, there's some... big. There. Huh? There'd be too many bigfoots out there. You've got to watch out for the bigfoot.
1: Yeah, well, they got gray wolves and they got bear and they got big cats. And uh, the wolves travel in packs. And uh, you can only fight so many wolves off like me. Like I said, I'm a felon. But even with a pistol, you you could probably scare a pack of wolves off. But that bear's gonna get you. You're gonna get a couple of shots in him, and if you got a pretty good sized pistol, they they say you get up in Anchorage, Alaska, you can't get off the air off the airport without a gun. Anywhere you go, you gotta carry a rifle. Yeah. Polar bear and everything else will get you. It's like Klondike area. You're right there. I mean, you're right there. It's at straight wilds. I mean, for long ways, uh, the upper peninsula is, uh, for us is, is uh, really wild territory. Uh, that would, would I would imagine what it would look like walking into the wild, wild west, coming out west for the first time, some of them cowboys. If you was to go up that far, and just hop on a horse, and take a gun, like an old mountain man, I, I imagine, uh, unless you came into a large city, you wouldn't be out of place, you come into some of those little, uh, mountain towns, where it's just, uh, you know, like a crap of hillbillies, uh, group put up a few houses around a goddamn whiskey barrel, they've been making moonshine, you know, and that's what they call their, they got a little grocery store, and a, Maybe a post office, and, you know, it's all clannish, nobody will talk to you, type shit. I, you know, you, you'll, you'll come across that until you run to a major city. Uh, I a lot of towns like that around here, 100, 200 people in them, and they all look at you like, uh, wrong turn, man. <laughs> 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 Who are you? What the fuck are you doing out here? You get that kind of feeling when you're looking, like they're looking at you like that. At least you're white. <laughs> I sure hate to be a nigger in that spot. Because <laughs> they're just questioning that a little bit more. You got kin out here, you know what I mean? At least you're white guy, you might have some uh, family out that way. <laughs> Um, they might turn. They might uh, what pretty quickly. Like, like, you know, you see, you're black or Mexican. You know, want to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they want to know your business for sure. I mean, uh, this little town of Eminence down here, the counties all around them. When uh, they got a letter from uh, Black Lives Matter, said they were coming to town. Here we go hell in front of that courthouse in Little County Jail they got, and man, you might as well throw a fucking cupcake out in the dark and turn out the light and let the cockroaches come out in New York City. I'll tell you what, <laughs> those motherfuckers come out just like that arm to the teeth. It was like a fucking... Like NRA meeting in town, like the biggest surplus gun show you ever seen. Those motherfuckers were walking around, Kevlar vests and fucking guns. Uh, I mean, there wasn't an inch of street that wasn't covered, man. They said, let them come. Not one of them showed up in that town. <laughs> the poorest county in our state. <laughs> They just wasn't going to have it. Now, if these big cities and towns like that got to act like that in New Zealand and all countries where the citizens can come out and tell them, you're not going to do that to my fucking town, and I'm shoot you. They would fucking cut it out. That, did you see that? Uh, uh Two lawyers in St. Louis, they come out with guns. The guy and his wife, they're both lawyers. And they come out on their property because BLM was there to to, uh, uh, burn the place down. They come out. His wife had a pistol and he had a fucking, looked like an AR. They told him get back. No fire shots were fired. Since then, they've been arrested for uh, for holding them back. The state's attorney in St. Louis County picked it up. It's going to be kind of interesting because the, the Second Amendment gives you the right to bear arms and at that point they were being threatened their property had been broken into they They were destroying their property and they were going to burn down the house and kill them people until they come out with guns uh and and then and held them off nobody wants to die today (laughs) and uh It's not for the BLM movement. And so uh, now it's like I said, the state's attorneys picked it up. I'm really interested in to see how this goes. I believe these two lawyers, you know, they're lawyers. They know their rights. Go ahead and arrest me. He's going to take them right up in the federal court and sue the fucking pants off that bitch.
2: Yeah. And they also took their weapons off them as well.
1: She can't do that. They're protecting their
2: rights. Yeah, no, the local police took their um, weapons off of them.
1: Yeah, they um, did. They confiscated their guns and they took them to jail. Uh, yeah.
2: But, man, that's your second amendment here. In this country. Yeah, well, I think they did it for another reason. I think they did it to protect them. Because yeah. The,
1: <laughs> the news clip on it, they were clearly under attack
2: on their own property. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's lucky that the police tuned up because they they basically saved their lives.
1: That's what our right to bear arms is for, though. Yeah. Yeah, they would have ran out of bullets, that's for sure. Uh, but, But, you know, these guys are just a bunch of punk kids. Most of them are college kids. The, you know they just want to get out there and act up like the kids in the '70s. You you drop two or three of them on the ground with some lead, they're gonna turn and run, dude. Nobody wants to die today. They act like they do, but the first one that goes down, the rest of the crowd's gonna run. You know, they know. I, I would, I would retreat if the guy beside me got shot. Fuck yeah, I would. I'd run back behind a tree, and take cover, whatever I could. I mean. That's what you do when you're in the military. You know what? You're advancing on the enemy. You move forward. If you're out in an opening, you either hit the ground, dig a hole, or fucking hide behind a tree. I mean, lead's coming your way, and they're just protesters with no guns. I mean, they're but they were coming in with clubs and gonna kill them just the same, stomp them to death. I mean, that's 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 reasonable doubt to, to pull a gun. I mean, that's your 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 property's already been. Uh, broken into and trash and a mob's coming for you I mean it, you obviously is when when is it time to stand up what do they got to have you pinned down by the throat and you say time out so I can go get my gun <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it, you know it don't work like that man you got to be there first or you're going to die yeah, I was waiting
0: on the net that, that Antifa and Black Lives Matter movement uh, turning on rolling on the Stooges oh. motorcycle event. Been-
2: yeah, did you hear that, Mel? The Black Lives Matter apparently are going to... Um, no, I was cracking up.
1: up at <laughs> They're going to do what?
2: They're going to turn up at Stooges. At the motorcycle rally, Black Lives Matter reckons they're yeah. going to the
1: motorcycle rally.
2: That ain't good. Oh, I'd like to
1: see that. I should Wait go. In. No, no, no. Yeah. Anything? No, no. They ain't going to show, yeah. man. They're a bunch of pussies. Then you know what the problem is, they're all college kids talking shit. And the same thing you've seen when they called out the Hells Angels and other bike clubs. They're just pushing for a race war. They can't, they think they can like tear down these statues and, and go up into Stone Mountain, Georgia. Yeah, of course, they're going after all of our white national. Uh, statues and markers and everything else look at they want to tear down mount rushmore i mean that's all white history what do they think it ain't gonna piss the white man off i mean that's we were founders of this country yeah the indians were here but they weren't civilized they was killing each other they was you know living in stupid fucking teepees there was no respect between them uh they, they you know they were just killing the smaller tribes and fucking the strong survive just like the animals and they didn't have a language or a fucking alphabet or nothing. When we came in here, uh, sure. They knew how to live and they showed the pilgrims how to grow corn and stuff in this country, but (laughs) so, uh, you know, it was, I think it was the other way around the pilgrims showed the Indians how to grow corn.
2: Yeah, and that's exactly the same how it is in just about and, every other uh, country in the world. I mean, in <laughs> New Zealand, basically, the English uh, took over this country. Uh, there happened to be uh, an indigenous population in the country, but they didn't have a language. They didn't have um, spelling, writing, reading, or, t- or uh, any sort of language to talk about, uh, and we gave them that language. Everything that they speak these days and write is uh, a gift from us. And they still stick their hand out, complain, and want more. And the only people that are getting it are the the rich Maoris that are, um, you know, at the top of the bloody ladder doing all this complaining, and they're not giving it to the guys down below them, you know. It's just all greed. The whole lot's all greed. The whole world's tuned into a greedy oh. fucking Yeah, um, it just comes from all these
1: politicians selling out the big corporation, you know. Uh, give me some money so I can get the votes. And uh, and they make promises they can either keep or they can't keep. And big corporation starts giving them less money if they don't keep their promises. And so they, uh, you know, it's corporate sellout.
2: Yeah, and I've got this uh, politician over here. She got booted out of uh, parliament at one stage, and now she's become the leader of the National <coughs> Party of Brazil. And to make herself look good, she's offered hey. up $31 billion or a million dollars to roading projects. And um, that's her... Saying, oh, I'll, I'll do this rating project for so many millions of dollars if you make sure that our party gets into power. You know, I mean, it's just false promises, false, fucking, um, you know, ideologies are full of masses, yeah.
1: Well, see, the Democrats used to be in control of the Ku Klux Klan. That's where it started. Nathan Bedford Forrest. That's what all these niggers are whining about. They've finally gotten a hold of a Klan handbook, and they learned – But it was the Democrats who started the Ku Klux Klan and the white numbers were up and the black numbers were down. Well, now everything's racism and they got our hands tied behind our back. And it was the Republicans that did that. You know, they brought the niggers and a few store clerks and some citizens got together and started the Republican Party shortly after uh, Abraham, right about the time Abraham Lincoln was coming into office. And so they... uh, you know, they they was a crew to stand up against the Democratic Party, and that's when they needed a Klan to come in to keep the niggers under control. So, because they were free niggers now, and the only way to control them was through fear. So the Democrats had to do something. They come together and they got it going on, and they use the white people's numbers against the blacks until this uh, ACLU comes in and starts handing out rights and Martin Luther King gets his way and shit like that. So now over the time of a hundred years of having our hands slowly getting cinched behind our back, uh, everything's racist, you know? And so uh, they want to wipe all that out. and And it starts in our school with our kids, with these liberal teachers. They, you know, they go through college and they, smart enough to push on to the fat, the jobs they wanted to do. So they do a few more years and learn how to teach kids. And then they go teach those pussy ass liberal ways that they've been pushing on our kids. And look at this uh, Facebook and Twitter. Like I was going to say that earlier that they're infringing on our freedom of speech so bad. And, you know, and we're letting our kids play on there from age of eight, nine, and 10, maybe earlier. And people are, and and that you can't say that, and you know, and that's your freedom of speech. You should be able to say any fucking thing you want. I know we we seen a guy on there the other day uh, with his fucking cock hanging out his shorts. I'm sure he ended up getting fucking uh uh time off for that 30 day hit or so. You know what I mean? Picture deleted and everything uh and so these these kids they're learning i can't say that i can't say that and so the next thing you know those politicians are going to be telling them you can't say that and that's how like your countries are getting sold out because these guys the same politicians that are selling out big corporation now they're in the. a lot of them are in the seats like uh these big politicians on what uh, the islands that are selling out to Red China because they're just so used to selling out now. Red China's in there offering them money, to the country, and Australians' biggest gold money's almost at stake over this. bullshit. You see where that is going, yeah they're teaching you to give up your rights at such a young age anymore, there's no fight left in us. Our children, it's not us. And guys like us that will stand and fight, they lock us up
2: and take our rights. At the present time, they're, they're trying to shut down anything white-minded or right-minded. Uh, the far right has been attacked, left, right, and center on the right. um, internet, on any platform online for social media, they're trying to shut us down and block our communication uh, networks so that they don't have to hear about um, our argument towards a better way of life, you know? And, and we've got the answer to a better way of life, and yes. and we think that we have a good uh, handle on the politics of the countries that we're in. To the extent that we can give everybody a better way of life, I mean, you know, it should be equal rights for all, not just fucking rights for the rich and the famous, you know. Yeah, and now
1: check it out. With our government using facial recognition, Big Brother has his cameras everywhere in every major city. So with all these niggers acting up for the BLM movement and all this shit that they're doing, and all these faces going on cameras doing what they're doing, they're, and Trump put up that 10-year thing. 10 years if you get caught fucking ripping down one of these statues or defacing it or stripping it or anything you do to it. And... uh And now they got all these this uh, facial recognition gear. You know, you they hit you when you go in Walmart and stores and everything. Airports. Yeah. They got the eye in the sky watching all these people. They're just slowly gathering them up right now. So, what would those leaders that are telling those people to do this are saying they they're. They got no leaders, but yet they're collecting money from Band-Aid, Walmart, and tons of other corporations, Uh, Johnson & Johnson, all supporting the BLM with thousands of dollars, and they're saying that it's not an organization. If it's not an organization, why are they getting all this money? Who's taking it? Don't they need to hit these people with the RICO Act and take them down for the terrorist acts they're doing to every country in the world?
2: Yeah, and it also works out good for those corporations because the money that they're taking, it's a tax write-off for one, and two, they're gaining a new customers for their business by doing a support thing for the BLM because all the Black Lives Matter members and all the supporters <coughs> involved, buy, buy from those corporations because they were the ones that donated.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah, they think they got job security with all these niggers, but you come to realize these are the same niggers that are looking for a handout. They're not the niggers that are going to get out there and vote because uh, they just don't. They're, they're looking for a handout and that's all they want. Uh, the niggers that are going to vote are the ones that are working, going to job every day and you know one thing I can say is them niggers are niggers but they're kind of respectful niggers I mean in this day and age we all have to work beside that nigger don't mean we have to sit down and eat lunch with him or or you go hang out at his house after work or nothing like that. I mean, he's just another motherfucking piece of machinery you got to work besides. It's like that robot that hands you the part that you put on the line that that nigger
2: picks up. Yeah, uh, yeah, he might yeah, have to work three feet a Yeah, and it's also the <laughs> robot that works in those companies that's probably got the job because he says that he likes either conservative or not. You know, if he's right. a liberal miner. these corporations will fucking hire them, as long as you vote for their party. (laughs) So there's a peer pressure in the place to vote for somebody who's not the best choice, like say Trump. Right. I mean,
1: in this day and age, if it's a respectful nigger, you give him the same respect back. He may say howdy, you say howdy back, but uh, You ain't got to shake his fucking hand if you don't feel like it. I mean, hey, if if the motherfucker just did you a favor and you don't even know it, you know, he's... uh I don't know, say our fucking tire was flat and he was rolling down the street to get a fucking jack and you come back, your car's jacked up and the tire's changed. Holy shit, nigger stands up and says, hey, I seen you didn't have a jack, so I changed your tire. Fat chance of that happened, but I'd shake his hand if he did. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, there's there's a new handshake that's going around New Zealand at the moment nobody shakes anybody's hand anymore because of this coronavirus it's uh, the old uh, elbow knock yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I, I caught up with a woolper Center a couple of weeks ago you know and uh, ran into him right in the barn and uh, What's he do? He comes right up and gives me a handshake and a hug.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> We're walking down the bar with our arms around each other <laughs> talking.
2: <laughs>
1: oh. Not quite that, far. Yeah. For you, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: You see sure that kind
1: of rush? <laughs> yeah. And he was way over on the other side of the building when he was coming around my way. He spotted my soft cut. Uh, wanted to invite me up to one of their clubhouses. And I, I went up that night, but I, um, and, you know, our laws, and their laws ain't the same. They're, they're all good people, but they got their ways and we got ours. And we start hanging around there on our bikes. They're going to want to start, uh, telling us we got to support them. And then if we start hanging out in one club's clubhouse, it looks like we're a little more friendly with that guy than the other. And the other guy gets a little jealous. What you part of them now, you're just a, you're just a scout for those guys. And you know, we're in different states and different countries, and there's all different kinds of one uh, percent bike clubs out there, and we support all one percenters that are white. I mean, I, I I can't help what battles you guys got going on between you. And what you talk about around me is none of them. nobody's fucking business. But if what I've ever heard overheard any biker talking, usually they go in the back room when they talk business, and there's strangers around, and so. I mean, if you've over accidentally overheard something, you'd be stupid to open your mouth to the rival side because when you come back to that side where you live, they're gonna walk and kill you. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, in us Aryans, you know, we've been in prison amongst all those bikers and they all drop their patches when they go in. They, they might know who they, they are amongst each other, but we don't. They're just bikers to us. And unless they tell us what club they actually belong to, but they all stand together as one because there's not enough of one club in there. So yeah. I mean they're bikers and we're Aryans and we stand side by side in prison, but now we get out here in the world. And you know, they never even see us in there. They're doing their thing, we're doing ours, unless something kicks off, and then we stand beside them to, and they stand beside us to keep the niggers at bay. Uh, so and then and just like the rival biker, you know, today in prison, stabbing a guy to keep him off of your back, and you stabbing a guy to keep him off of my back. Next week, when we're both free in the free world, we're going to be stabbing each other. What the fuck? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is that fucked up or what? What's that? Die quietly um, over there, would you?
0: Ha! <laughs> 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 I'm, trying to, I'm trying
1: to. <laughs> Sounds like you got the corona. Nah, had a test for that.
2: <laughs> I got um, allergies.
1: And I talk to the boss. He always teases
2: me. He just said he corona. He, 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 he reckons he's had the coronavirus test. I, um, I refuse flatly to do that. As soon as you fucking do a coronavirus test, they got your DNA, mate. They fucking got your number. <laughs>
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's no lie there. And, and the
2: uh they
0: don't even test it They just send it
1: an empty and it comes back positive. Yeah, Brooks says a lot of times they don't even test anything. They send in an empty bottle and it comes back positive.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well yeah, uh, so another theory was that when they were sticking the, the tongue depressors in people's fucking mouths, they're actually giving them the coronavirus. You know, now uh, in Illinois, here in America,
1: in the state of Illinois, when you, every inmate that gets out of prison or goes in has to give their DNA up to be released. And they also sign a paper that says they'll never try to get their gun rights back again.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Ain't that fucked up? It's fucked up all right. Yeah, Well, so, I mean, you know, that's how you know, bad the Liberals
1: have taken over.
2: Yeah, and it's time for the right to start fighting back, and, and we need more white-minded people to stand up and get involved with Parliament so that we can change it. And if there's anybody out yeah, there that's, that's interested in getting involved in Parliamentary business and joining a political party and, and getting into uh, Parliament, If you're white-minded, you should be getting in touch with the uh, Aryan Nations, um, Sadistic Souls MCs, and have a word to us because we'd support the hell out of you.
1: Hey, now everybody's got to wear a mask downtown. What do they say these white people? You don't have to wear the cone hat, but what if you got a Ku Klux Klan face mask and wore it downtown? Covers your face. (laughs) And... It's real nice, heavy material. Nothing's
2: going to get through it. Um, I, had my, uh, they really sadistic, couldn't I had my sadistic skull fucking face mask on when I went to the supermarket quite a few times, and they had security guards outside, and security guards looking at me funny like, you know, because I've got the sadistic souls fucking face mask on. And he says, uh, can you take that off? I said, no, siri, I cannot no sir I don't want to get coronavirus <laughs> 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 I don't no my mask off motherfucker hey, haven't you heard of coronavirus and he's a security guy, you know it's because you're yeah. look it's because you're looking a bit intimidating man <laughs>
1: yeah and that's
2: the problem yeah they want
1: you to wear a mask but they don't want you to be intimidating
2: hmm Oh, well, maybe I'll go and buy yeah. myself a butterfly, uh, one with a picture of a butterfly on it or something. Is that not intimidating? I bet you
1: don't have to wear a mask in a bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it says remove hat and glasses and
2: mask. <laughs> no mask allowed. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a bit stupid, isn't it? I mean, I'm not going to go to the yeah. bank and talk to a fucking teller without my mask on if I'm, you know, less than one meter away from the person. You know, that's just spreading the virus everywhere, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and now, like, look at this. Like now, with all that, the, the Democrats have passed laws in a sanctuary state, uh, like New York and Chicago, were. Um, there's no more bail. Just sign your name and walk out. You go rob a bank and you sign your name and walk out. You go rob another bank, you sign your name and walk out. Really? Yes. And that's what's going on. They're not robbing banks yet, but they're robbing and raping and stealing. Look it up on YouTube, man. It's going fucking nuts. And uh, and they've, they've, rel- they, they've, Pass laws that's saying that there's no more cash bail. You just sign your name and go. They write it down the crime you did, and they give you a court date, and you walk out the door.
2: Yeah, and if he's gonna turn up, yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs>
1: and trump says he's just waiting now it's gotten so out of hand he says i'm just waiting for the governors to call and i'll send in the help they need
2: yeah national
1: guy but he, he ain't gonna if he don't help you he, if he helps he, either way he's fucked damned if he does damned if he don't it's trump you know if he sends yeah. troops in to help them uh the they didn't ask for it. If he don't send troops in, well, then, you know, you just letting them kill each other. You're racist. He can't win. There's no way of winning. Uh, we We lost Savage. Yeah, he dropped off somewhere. Oh, I bet you Tim Bucks, he went to check out that New York City thing. <laughs> be careful. It might be coming. Country because you're, you're, the lady in your country, she tends to follow that type of stuff. Yeah, she's um, she's pretty up to date with all that sort of stuff. Yeah, she's liable to just say the same thing. No more no more cash mails. Let's just uh, sign your name, write down the charge and let them go. I mean, look what that does to the criminal mind. Like, it don't fucking matter. I can just get away with it again and again and again. That's uh, and then they want to defund the police you know defunding the police only cuts the restraints off the white man's hands
0: well that's the way I was looking at it by defunding the police it gives the white man the right to, to defend themselves
1: yeah, now we can talk racist and we can come out there and stand with guns and ropes and you can call racist as we're fucking killing your ass off because we ain't going to let you tear down our shit and rape and rob our family and, and, and take everything out of our house. Some of these states has gone so far now is to say, okay, if you, somebody out in California, if you call the police because somebody's broken into your house and you need help, you're racist because you need help. That's fucked up. Sure is. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's just crazy that shit that's going on out here, man. Um, just wait, if you haven't got laws like that in your country yet, I'm telling you, they're probably soon to come because you're, your guys is uh, uh I don't know, president, parliament leader. She she tends to follow suit with shit like that, what these liberals are doing. Yeah, she's she's a little bit
0: soft in that way, but uh, she's definitely been staunch with this coronavirus, buzz.
1: Oh yeah, she's quick to lock you guys down. Are you still locked down? Now we're in level one, basically,
0: basically got 99% of our freedoms back and countries back to work.
1: Yeah, 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 that's straight. And look at England, man. I wish Ice was on here because he's been showing us some crazy shit on our private channel Uh sending those links and stuff in there that the shit that's going on in the UK. I mean, they're acting up just as bad over there, tearing down statues, they ain't tearing down statues in your country yet. Are they? Yep. Yeah, yeah, there's, well, they're doing it everywhere, I guess, uh, and how they get away with it, I don't know, you think, you know, if, if a bunch of us guys was to go down there and start doing that shit, they'd have us locked, stock and barrel, the whole crew rounded up and locked, we might even be executed. <laughs> firing squad. These white boys was tearing shit up. <laughs>
0: so I don't remember. But Let them tear them all down. Maybe these fucking, these motherfuckers might start standing up for what 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 they should be. If
1: yeah. Yeah, that's right. And boss, boss says just let them tear it up. Let them tear it up because, and maybe these motherfuckers will wake up and and start putting their foot down and saying, look, realizing what they're allowing them to do. I mean, that's all we can do as white supremacists here. I mean, they got our hands tied so fucking bad. If they're expecting us to go out there and make a stand, they they're they're mistaken because they've got us tied so far down. We can't even... Uh, that's not what we're here for. Uh, yeah, that's not what we're here for. Wait a minute. We got a hand raised here. Uh, two chats. Mute, mute. Savage is on mute. Oh, fuck. Sorry about that, Savage. I thought I unmuted you, and then you come, went out and came back. You there now? Oh, savage on this one. He's unmuted oh this one's muted too what the fuck you there yep hey hello Hello. you guys are back savage ain't muted no more either is he yeah I've got a hand beside me but I don't know how to get rid of it hello yeah mine too it's one hand raised yeah, that's, that's uh, so it's I'm right here, Savage. Oh. I got his, uh, his mic. Says me, uh, it's not muted. Uh, he
0: may, he may have disappeared on us. I don't uh, know. He might have um, run off somewhere.
1: Yeah, I didn't see it right away. He might be. Uh, he might be just sitting low. He might have went out for a soda or something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, it's getting stupid out there, man. Uh, Like the boss says, you can't do nothing but let them. We can't do nothing to sadistic souls until they come knocking on our door. That's just the way boss put it to us. I mean, you can't go out there looking for trouble with the niggers. We can't go out on the corner and yell with a bullhorn. We can't talk to the media. We can't talk to the newspapers. Oh, we
0: can't, but ain't going to
1: land us very far. <laughs> we toss them out for that shit. I mean, and it ain't going to get you very far. They're just going to turn your words around and twist them to make you look like an idiot. Uh, and, and, a, and a hateful supremacist, like you're looking to be the Unabomber, uh, next Unabomber in line or something, you know. Uh, it, it's just straight stupid how bad they got any white power group looking. I mean, we get out there and try to help our community, we do a heroin drive, and when we pull up to that, uh, the heroin awareness program, there's niggers and everything standing out there. They see us pull up with our Ku Klux Klan patches and swastikas and lightning bolts, and they're all happy to see us because we know they're uh, helping them raise money to save more addicts in their fucking neighborhood. They know what the
2: dope's doing to them. Uh yeah. It's not something That's we right. get involved with over here, though. I mean, uh, uh, there's an epidemic of uh, drug use in New Zealand, but we're not going to do anything to bloody well, um, help them out because they're fucking idiots for doing it in the first place. Um, and as far as uh, what Fats was saying earlier about uh, our Prime Minister and how she was doing a good thing on the coronavirus, she isn't actually doing a good thing on the coronavirus at all. I mean, she's just a two-faced fucking bitch, horse face, that is making out that she's doing good when she's actually doing no good at all. I mean, she didn't close our minds. We ended up up getting coronavirus coming back into our country when we didn't have it, when we killed it, and she let more people come into the country, and the next minute, it's back on the rise again. I mean, there's people getting infected with coronavirus even today, and they're not even advertising the fact because she's trying to make herself look good. And this, the problem right. with our Prime Minister is she's actually a Freemason. She's a top um, high society Freemason up there in the top of the Freemasons as a woman, and they've got a special name for her. And um, I was talking to a brother the other day, and and he told me what that was, but I've forgotten what it was. But basically, they're they're lying through their teeth, left, right, and center, and they're just trying to basically get in as many refugees as they can so they can (laughs) increase the amount of money they make from tax. And in the meantime, we've got no housing, no jobs, everybody's starving, the whole country's turning to shit, and we're going into a recession.
1: Yeah, that's what they're trying to do here. The same thing the Democrats are doing. They're how, pushing.
0: How bad is the infections?
1: Okay. How bad are the infections over there? It,
0: how bad is
1: it? You know, I went to town that day. I talked to you, and you asked me if I knew anybody or uh, knew anybody that knew anybody that died from the coronavirus. And I asked a yeah. uh, few people clerks and shit around the stores where I went that day. Every place I had to stop the pet store, the head shop, fucking. Uh, I stopped at the grocery store and I stopped at the gas station and not anybody else knew or or even heard of anybody they knew of dying or any friends of friends. So it's a cold. It's the flu. It's like the bird flu or the Taiwan flu or the swine flu. All them fucking stupid flus you get that kill extra people. That's all this coronavirus is. I know a guy that caught it didn't kill him. He drank enough booze. His body system should be weak enough by now. He's older fella, too. And uh, it probably should have killed him, and it didn't.
2: Yeah.
1: The way it sounds, the- I mean, the way.
2: Making it up. Huh? I reckon. Yeah. Been, uh, oh, big, it- big story cover. I
1: think it is uh, and Trump's saying it too just open the fucking government back up and let it go and take care of the motherfuckers that are sick like you always do yep. when they get it they'll come to the doctor <laughs> make sure it's the fucking coronavirus and not the flu not, not a fucking broken leg not a fucking heart attack you know what I mean Because a guy could get in a car wreck or shot, and they're gonna say he died of the corona. Oh, he had coronavirus too. He died of coronavirus, (laughs) (laughs) and that's just what they're doing. How many people died of? I I still hear people getting shot. Two people got killed today on the news. Two different towns, but uh, so I mean. Uh, I bet you they counted them for coronavirus, though, and they and they clearly said on the news gunshot wound.
2: What is that? Uh, the, 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 trying Corona um, lead poisoning. Yeah,
1: yeah, the guy was drinking Corona that shot him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, they, they, yeah. a lot of people have fucking started drinking Corona because uh, the, the virus is called coronavirus. So the sales on Corona itself went up through the roof. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Yeah. And if they
1: get sick, that's where they got it. <laughs> no, I fucker knew what he was doing in China, man. Like I was saying, he hit the town right next... To the town where they, where every country sends their college kids to learn about China, that Wuhan, where all the colleges go to, you know, that's where they all stop to take our our kids to the, the go overseas to China to learn, and uh, and it just seems funny that the next town over is where it's it going. Then they can send all those kids back with coronavirus to different areas in America to start infesting it. That's germicide, man. That's uh uh genocide there.
0: No,
1: they're killing oh, off Yeah, Brooks says they're killing off the old people that know history and the Constitution.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably. To fucking bury the yeah.
1: Tree. Right, and, and also it's also
2: the only
0: people dying from it, it's all people are sick, people that can't fucking have issues other than I
1: mean, healthy people don't die from it. Yeah, just the sick and the weak.
0: Old sick and
1: weak. Old sick and the weak. I mean, it's it's weeding the country out they, real fast. They
0: want the old people
1: gone. They already said that years ago. That's population control.
2: That is nuts. Yeah, you know, who wants you having want more in the rockers? You wait until 5G takes off full fucking quid, that'll start fucking killing off people left, right, center. The amount of radiation that they're gonna be pumping through the planet left right center from out of space with all them satellites. When they turn that 5G on for real, that motherfucker's gonna kill a lot of people, eh? Yeah.
1: Yes, Yes, it is, and it's gonna be you wait, wait till you start having retarded children. One arm, three fingers, look like the fish on fucking Simpsons. And you're that's gonna, not going to be the fish. It's going to be our children. That's going to be the new norm. <laughs> Most men will be sterile. Hey, they, you know, and if they wanted to kill us off the white race, they could just shoot uh, metals in you that, that would go through your blood system. They've studied this shit. When they hit you with that 5G, that radiation will kill your uh, sack and you won't be able to breed kill your seed
2: oh yeah so how are we gonna fucking see reproduce what i mean fucking... how are we gonna reproduce after that are we gonna have to go to the um, tinfoil the... underwear son
1: tinfoil underwear brooks says tinfoil oh, yeah. underwear
2: <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to go down to the local fucking uh, sperm bank and fucking borrow some fucking nigger sperm to have a baby. Now is that what it is?
1: Yeah. Uh, lead line. Lead line. strap
2: <laughs> Yeah. Well. Not I'm gonna pole. I keep saying. Yeah, well tinfoil. Yeah, tinfoil, tinfoil of, juxtap- of Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, there's it's so in high demand, and and I don't even think it's in such high demand because my four G is fucking fast enough for me. But five G, yeah. they're trying to what they're trying to do is open the gates of hell. they they're they're already trying to do. Um, uh frequencies to open up uh uh portholes.
2: Ah uh, yeah.
1: Yeah check out porthole frequencies on YouTube. It's pretty they they've debunked a bunch of them but just the fact that there's uh a video out there showing what it's like um just like Hitler was trying to win the war he 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 even turned to the uh, sadist preachers and was uh, doing Satanism trying to you know use Satan to win the war help him win the war um, they, they, it's just some of the wise tales we've heard shit like that and then people yeah. fall on board with it um, I'm yeah. surprised these liberal Democrats I'm sure they're on board because they, they're so uh, hardcore about rubbing the Republicans out and the Christians—they're yeah. trying to open the gates to hell. They think they're going to control something like that, but I'm telling you, man, they don't want it to come any sooner than it has to. That's when that three days of darkness that the Bible's talking about will hit, because it'll have to wipe out all those demons if they—if it—if they can open the gates of hell like that, you know, um, the—that—that's when the demons will run for three days, and the the. the Polarity will change on the earth and uh, and you'll go we go through three days of darkness and what the Holy Bible says is you got to board up your house and, uh, and don't go outside no matter what you hear or who you hear out there. Don't peek out the window. Keep your candle going and keep your prayers going. The bunch of us will be missing. The men will be missing. They would, uh, where they're supposed to draw us up into the heavens. And uh, we're going to come back down on and, and the three days of darkness and fight these evil demons and, and uh, heavenly, like a, like a uh, angel warriors with swords and everything, man. Uh, uh, it, and and you, you tell your family to just have faith if you come up missing during those three days of darkness and to keep that candle going, board the windows up and keep your prayers going for three days. I don't care. You can't go outside for nothing. You better have food and meat stockpiled in your house. Uh, they, they say if you look out the window or it's like the birdhouse, you know, you never knew what it was. that's going to get you. And that's, that's just how the Bible describes it. And I believe that movie was made in the bird cage in modern time. Uh, what it would be like.
0: Have, they seen that? have you seen that movie, the
1: Birdcage? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and I believe that's just what that polarity change is in modern times, and it's those... 5G. That's 5G. That would be 5G, trying to bring it in. It's going to cause yeah. the world to change polarity. I bet. Something. They're, they oh. got something planned.
2: Yeah, they're pro- probably going to make a mistake and fuck up and destroy the world.
1: Hey, right here in Missouri, the Democrats are building this huge building. It's the walls are so fucking thick it can withstand any any bomb or anything. It's so deep they got a whole military in the bottom, and it that they can store down there that big in the like 30 four hundred feet underground possibly. And uh, this place is huge. It's like a castle. And the brick wall is going to be bomb-proof around it. It's going to have its own military and grounds they're making on top of one of the mountains out here in the Ozarks up by Lake of the Ozarks. They've been doing this for about, oh, they've been working on this for quite a few years now.
2: Yeah, That I fucked up. Parano- I got paranoia.
1: Yeah, and it's our leaders that are doing it. The Democratic Party is building this shelter, and it's big enough to hold an army. So if something hits the world, they can go in there and they can withstand anything, any bomb, any tornado, anything they got. And, uh, and then come out when they think it's safe and, uh, and have food and an army to take over anything they need.
2: Oh yeah. So what do they need the army for? Who are they going to take it from? I mean, are they thinking that people? Are still They're going, going to take
1: life. Right. And then they'll have to take the rest of the world over and make slaves out of those people to to grow the food and hunt the food and process it that they'll be needing when they run out of food. Yeah. Yep. He's going to try to start civilization all over and and write a whole new. One world order.
2: Oh yeah, reckon that's gonna happen, dear.
1: Yeah, that, that's what it's looking like. Don't you guys? Don't it kind of seem that way? The way they're holding. I mean, white men are known to be anywhere we go, we conquer. Look at America. Look at England. Look at all these white countries we, we rolled into and conquered these France and Spain. There's 12 white countries we've conquered. Uh, and uh, I mean, they basically were warmongers. We, 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 that's what we do. We, we, we come in. We were friendly. If you start battle with us, we do battle and we win uh there's no losing for us and then now they got our hands tied. I mean if they was to cut the white guys loose on BLM that should stop right now. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah be a lot of dead bodies to take care of.
1: <laughs> but they won't do that. That that would be wrong and racist. Uh it would tie that and then may, that would get all your local politicians kicked out of their offices. And
0: do bury the bodies.
1: Yeah, Brooks says, and who would bury the bodies? We just start a fucking burn pile. In one of those liberal states, each one of them, hell, one of them, each one of the sanctuary states will be a body burn pile. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, um, I don't know. It's fucked up because, like I said, our hands are tied. And like uh, our boss says, we, we can't do nothing until they come knocking on our doors. I wouldn't want uh, them to have no part of it. That might even be a hate crime now when you go take care of that business.
0: I wouldn't want to be the one to go down there and, and, and stop the, try to stop the bullshit going on down there. <laughs> Fuck them. Let them have their fucking day. Let America see what... half Most of America is so fed up with this bullshit that but they ain't gonna do nothing either, so why should we? Yeah. They're
1: not standing up for themselves. No.
0: We're just gonna hang back and we're gonna have our own fucking civilization.
1: Yeah, that's the whole idea of us having bug-out co- camps and everything so we can bug out and wait till all the chaos is over ourselves and come out. Um... Have our own little stockpile of food, just like we was talking about earlier, Savage. When that time comes and you have to close the door, a lot of these people are going to say, no, 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 I was white power. I'm sorry, I don't know you. (laughs) If you was white power, I would know you. You know what I mean? And it's going to hurt to have to tell a lot of white people that, but a lot of those white liberals are going to be cracking on your door, and then they're going to want to open the door for niggers and Mexicans, too. No, no, you ain't bringing the motherfuckers in my shelter. Call me racist, I'll fucking shoot you and push you out the door, motherfucker. (laughs) Right? I mean, at that point in time, there is no more police, and there is no government enforcement. Without the police and everything being robbed and looted, there's no government. because nobody's got no money to give to the government. Nobody's working to send funds into the government. How's the government so survive without our taxes? See what I mean? All the taxes that we pay into our countries goes towards our military and our uh, National Guard and the police and everything else. And without that money, there's no there's no military. There there's equipment, but there's no man to run it. <laughs> You know, I got kids, too, and my kids and wife's getting burned up. I got to move them out of town. I got to bug out, too, is what these military guys are thinking. When they when the niggers come out in groves and you can't do nothing about it because there ain't no police and there's mobs of them. When you got 500 niggers that are starving on your fucking door trying to rob you for every piece of food you got, they don't care about money no more or trinkets. They want food. They're going to log and kick your door in and shoot you and go look through your refrigerator and your cabinets and your basement to see what you got canned up, stored up, whatever. And, uh, and if you try to fight, well, there ain't no police, so it's no longer racist. What, you know, what are you going to do? you are going to be coming out. Them gangs are going to be rolling out in the rural areas. Um, And these old folks and all these liberals are going to be coming out like BLM white boys. Hey, they're glad to see the niggers and they're going to mow them down and take over everything they got, just like they're doing in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. 200 white farmers die every day and they're proud of it. These niggers put posters up. Come join us. We're killing 200 white farmers a day. Um, what what when's, what what are we gonna be doing when that's in New Zealand, America, uh, UK, Canada? It's already going on. It's starting to happen there, but it's not the niggers. It's the Muslims, just as good as the niggers, because. These Black Panthers ran to the Muslims in the beginning, and they've started an army with these niggers, and they've come to our cities, and they've taught these ghetto niggers. They're teaching these ghetto niggers how to act. They started with the gangbangers in prison. I did, When I was in there in the 90s, I don't know when you guys, if you guys were in prison or anything, but the vice lord niggers here in America are the ones that started going Muslims first. bunch of gangbangers. It, it was the El Rukin, and, and that was a larger branch of the Vice lords that was paid to terrorize 13 cities in this United States back in the early 80s. So, I mean, these Muslims have been coming in on us for quite some time, working our our local uh, gangbangers. Yeah,
2: over here, that would be the same thing. Population. and uh, been recruiting uh, the mongrel mob members for uh, becoming Muslim I mean even over here yeah. we uh, national rugby team is called the all blacks right and everybody knows who the all blacks are but they've even fucking recruited people that are uh, in our all blacks team our country fucking team and they've recruited them and turned them into Muslims
1: right right yeah, and that's what they're doing, and, uh, and it won't be long before they've, you know, the vice lords, all these other niggers will see the power they got because they got this Muslim backing. Now they got, now they got gun runners. I mean, hey, what better way to run guns and drugs into a neighborhood than to block off a street and fucking have a big protest going on? You send in a couple of Black Panthers to do their thing. What's their thing? Shooting cops, and then you got the businessman that's, When all the cops run down there to where the fucking cop shootings at in the city, you know, as soon as they say cop down, every cop fucking peels out and heads to that area to find that son of a bitch. And there's no cops anywhere in the city and they come in the back door with that fentanyl and guns and pass them out to all the fucking gangbangers. And then the next thing you know, for the next three weeks, you hear them dropping like flies. We've seen it in the Obama area when these niggers were acting up in full force. And the next thing you know, it's a big uh, fentanyl overdose in the whole neighborhood three weeks after they leave town. So how's this dope getting in and all these guns? They're coming in the back door when they shoot a fucking cop. And now the cops are getting wise too. I mean, we've said it so many times on our show, they probably got to figure it's right. (laughs) Who knows what the niggers do better than the white power guys, right? Because that's what we do. Keep an eye on niggers. Uh, uh, and, uh, and bitch about the shit they get away with while our hands are tied. And this is just yeah. some of the shit we're seeing locked up in our prisons and shit. And, and, but yet our hands are tied. We can't fucking step out, speak out, or stand up. What the fuck? I mean, what the fuck? What do we do? We got to sit at our doorstep and twiddle our thumbs and wait for them. We got to go down to our local clubhouse and hang where there's a grove of us. But I'm sure they're going to pass laws against that pretty soon while they still got police to enforce it. So they can have that seed planted in the public's mind. Yeah. Um. I don't know, Savage. It'll be guys like me and you that they come after next. You know, um, you get the looking on YouTube at their program, and it's the yellow, red, and blue dot. A blue dot are the guys that are passive that you can just put in a FEMA camp and let them go, and they can go back to work, and they won't try to go outside the lines you tell them not to, and they'll do exactly what they're told. Those people will be able to maintain and go like they need. Then you got the blue dot people. I
0: use that
1: OK, then you got the yellow dot people and they're next. The yellow dot people are the people you can round up and you have to take into the hospitals and the in and the, um, the defunct debunk and somewhere you, you change their minds in the way they thought. And they're able to change their minds of the people that they think they can do this with. They'll round those people up and do that. But the red dot people is us guys like me and you. And it's not just the Aryan Nation, it's all clubs and all guys like us and all countries that are might stand and you can't change our minds. We will be hunted like deer.
2: Nah, nah, they won't catch us. We're, we're, we're basically the uh, elusive white wolf that you cannot find. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: (laughs) And um, a lot of these guys that uh, I can see in our club, you know, when we practice this stuff, they don't seem to be wanting to be involved. But when the time comes to run, they ain't going to know what to do. And when they get out in the woods, they're going to think they got everything they need and they know what they want to do. If they make it to the bush camp where we're at, they'll see how the few of us that did do it work like such a fucking team. They can't keep up. You know what I mean? Um, it, and I mean, you're going to have to have security. You're going to have to have drones. You're going to have to have a crossbow way to hunt silently without being heard. You have to know how to build a shelter and stay warm and uh, how to what to eat and how to survive, man. There's a lot of that stuff that... Um, was taught to our parents and our, our grandparents that didn't get taught to us because of the change in times. It's so much easier to go to the supermarket. But there's, you know, you, you got to learn how to survive out in that woods, even if you got to eat fucking bugs.
2: Yeah, well, we got some big bugs over here. You find them in the bloody Rossi wood. They're called poo grub, and they're about the size of your thumb. And you bite their head off and spit that out, and the rest of it's like peanut butter.
1: Oh no shit!
2: Yeah, nice. Uh, juicy ass
1: crunchy peanut butter. crunchy
2: peanut butter. Brooke says. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're um, they're basically like um, uh, an oversized maggot, and um, they're probably you know roughly around about the size of your your thumb, and uh, they've got a little black oh. head on them, and they look like the They've got tires all the way around them, all the way down, and they're white. And they're, <laughs> you know, When you're out, the, the hardest thing uh, to do is stick out stuff your mouth and food eat it. it. Yeah, if you've got no food, hoo hoo grubs are the way to go.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, we have fresh, freshwater crayfish oh, as funny. well.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know they'll have all the waterways blocked. Like, see, I, I the biggest problem I see with uh, bugging out and, you know, every, uh, here, they're, they're going to have you locked by water, the Mississippi. You're either going to be on the one side of the Mississippi or the other, and they'll have every entrance and most of the, the banks the, and dam, locks and dams will be guarded by guard. Yeah. So it's well, going to be I mean, real hard to find across
2: the Mississippi got, and you have to have somebody we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of rivers in this country because we're a, an island country and um, there's a lot of high country as well and there is just shitloads of rivers everywhere it doesn't matter where you go
1: yeah up by, uh, up by Minnesota the, the Mississippi is so fucking wide you can't see all the way across it and uh, oh, wow. And down by and down in the middle here down by st. Louis area it's at least a quarter mile wide at the some of the smallest points and uh and then it goes that wide all the way to fucking Texas and dumps out into the ocean
2: oh wow yeah to get across
1: yeah big bridges big uh cable bridges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, quarter mile. They've they got all the short short spots covered with bridges. But the wide spots, you know, you have to drive around to get across the state line. And, uh, um, man, I'm telling you, man, when they lock that fucker down, you're not going to get across this so easy. And, like I said, even if you do. You better have a ham radio or a CB or something and your people know where your rendezvous point is because otherwise, you know, and to be able to sneak in and out, you're going to have to have horses and pack mules.
2: Yeah, or a landing craft.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like Red Dawn, the old folks know they're going to die. They'll hand you horses and food and shit that you're going to need. Um, if they don't already have kids and grandkids taking them, you know, if the whatever's left over is free for the taking, they would rather see a guys like us that's trying to make a stand have it than the enemy. They'd shoot it before they let the fucking enemy have it. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, well, they'll probably just stick it in their sushi anyway, wouldn't
1: they? Yeah. But you know what I mean? I mean, and it's probably like that. Your own countrymen that are too old to stand would do anything to help you make a stand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the type of stuff, uh, I mean, guys like us have to hope for and count on when you're when it does come, come to bush out because you're going to come across a farmer. He's either going to help you or report you. I mean, um, he may act like he's friendly. We've all seen those movies where they act like they're friendly, and as soon as the guy leaves, he calls the police, and then you'll have those type of guys, you know. They'll either try to kill you, they'll call the police, or they'll help you.
2: You get those type of guys everywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going on. We got those we're dealing with right now, but, I mean, it's even worse when you're being hunted and you got to run. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up. But guys, you know what? We're running into 9-11. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's say we call a show and we can pick up and, uh, and, uh, we can have them come back and we'll run a part two next week if we want. How victory? We can get a couple other guys to listen to this week's show and they can dive in and, and, uh, get in on, uh, uh with us.
2: I'm sure there'll be some people with some, um, some new material and stuff that they want to share and, and talk about. Uh, there may be something going on in Australia, and hopefully um, uh, our man over there can you know, uh, have a look at what's going on in the news and let us know so that we know because most of that stuff doesn't get publicised in other countries. It's blocked, you know.
1: Yeah, take just go like a Harry Carey or something, uh, the big uh, sports announcer for the Chicago Cubs, and I'm gonna put him on a picture, and I'm gonna put uh, our uh, phone. uh, check out the anssmc power hour and put the phone number and the id number on it so somebody can go listen to it but whenever i use our our link they block it so i have to, i'll have to put the number and the id number for them to call in and listen to it yeah yeah and like i said i'll just use a old harry Carey, like the big sports announcer for the cubs i, I kind of liked harry Carey, but before he died and uh, I'll put something like that up first to, to, so we can start getting so people from the public off the social media that, well, you know, anymore, we got our friends pretty much narrowed down to people that's not going to report us. You might get one of their friends that accidentally slips by and sees something you put up and tell on you. But other than that, we all pretty much got our pages locked down to who's who. Yeah, so uh, um, I guess we'll call tonight. I'll say this is the ANSSMC Power Hour for July sixteenth, twenty twenty, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hail victory!
2: Hell victory, brother!
1: Hell victory, guys! With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.